Hey, hey, welcome to Beautiful Depths, the podcast. I'm Josie, and I'll be your host alongside my pal, Samantha. hey And Kaylee. Hey, guys. We get real around here because life's too short for small talk, and we believe there's beauty in the depths of your soul. See what I did there? <laughs> and we'll accompany you into the struggles, through the depths, and to the heights to help you discover the truth that will bring you lasting joy to your life. So join in the fun and follow along by subscribing to our podcast and website at beautifuldepths.com slash subscribe. Alrighty, let's get this conversation started. What's up, party people? Hello. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> Josie's introduction's always the best. <laughs> It's always a surprise. Inventive, inventive. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. How are you? Same. Cozied up on a chilly night is the best. <laughs> I am good. I have my, yeah, it's cold here. I have my tea. Although I am starting to feel a little sick, I think, from no. traveling. Um, no. I went home for Thanksgiving and come back. So, yeah. But it's all good. I'm fighting it, taking lots of vitamin C and stuff, popping pills. Good. But you know, that's good. <laughs> but life's good. Good. That's good. great. I hope you don't get sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hopefully, I don't get sick. Get a full night's home, rest. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, god, was that now two weeks ago? And I always get sick, but I use essential oils the entire time oh. because I was so bound and determined to not get sick this round, and I never did. And I'm still using mm. oils just to be safe. <laughs> What's your go-to oil to prevent sickness? Uh, like, thieves. Have you ever had okay. it in Young Living? Yeah. I mean, I have I have essential oils, so maybe i got to whip them out and use it. If you okay. have thieves, try it out. I put it on the bottom of my feet every morning. Bottom of your feet. And got it. And to get sick this sick season. Which is Dr. Great. Kaylee. Got it. <laughs> yes. Test it out. Test it out. My mom has mm. oils, and so I'm like, oh, maybe I should take some of her thieves. <laughs> Thieve her thieves. It's brilliant. Thieves <laughs> her thieves. <laughs> yes, you should I do it. it. Do it, do oh, it. Great. Yay. Well, yes. enough of thieves. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, Kaylee. I, I actually will tie the thieves. I appreciate your wisdom. <laughs> Love it. What are we talking about tonight, my friends? We're talking about <laughs> one of my favorite topics, Mama Mary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the feast of the Immaculate Conception is coming up. It's a big feast in the Catholic Church. Uh, we celebrate it on December eighth. Um, yes. So fittingly, I decided to write is a blog it, post about it. Isn't this year technically they moved it to the ninth, but it's not yeah. a holy day of obligation? Okay, yeah. Cool. So so I was Tell kind of about disappointed it. about it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Yes. Um, so, Feast of Immaculate Conception is um, one of the holy days of obligation in the Catholic Church. There is um, six, I believe, um, throughout the year in addition to, like, Sundays. So, these are other days of the year that, as Catholics, were required to go to Mass, receive the sacraments, um, or, yeah, um, and because there's greater emphasis on them. And this one is especially important because we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of Mary, um, the mother of Christ. And basically, 
the Immaculate Conception, we believe that Mary was immaculately conceived, that God preserved her from the stain of original sin at the moment of her conception to prepare her to be the mother of God. Um, But this is like a truth that I think is often um, like misunderstood by Catholics and non-Catholics alike. When they hear Immaculate Conception, they automatically think of Jesus, which obviously Mm -hmm. Jesus was born without original sin too. But in the Catholic church, we celebrate this feast to honor Mary. um, Because in order, like, like logically, if you think through it, like in order for Mary to give her yes, or we call it her fiat to become the mother of God, like at the annunciation, when Gabriel appears to her, she needed to be free of every stain of original sin, because like no human being could have taken on like that responsibility of being like the mother of God, like think about it, like the mother of our savior um, without extraordinary grace. Um, Mm -hmm. So the angel Gabriel calls Mary full of grace, like at the annunciation when he greets her um, because it was necessary that she be born completely by God's grace in order to accept like her vocation as mother of a mother of God. Um, so we call this like a singular grace, like given to Mary at her conception to prepare, to prepare her to be that, like, uh, like the fit habitation or the suitable dwelling, if you like for our Lord. Um, so, mm. yeah, so this is like a, we call it a dogma of our faith um, that um, is something that has been, nurtured in like devotion and prayer for for centuries throughout the catholic faith um but was officially like recognized as a church teaching by pope pius the ninth um in 1854 so that's when it became like officially a teaching but i mean for years and years before that it was just like naturally believed it's just that's when he made it like officially like oh yeah this is true Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's just, it's really special feast day, especially for me personally, because, um, if you know me at all, I've probably talked about like marrying consecration because it's one of my favorite things to do, um, each year. And, um, I start on my birthday, November 5th and end on the feast, the Immaculate Conception, December 8th. So it's always like, especially a special feast day for me each year. Um, and I just have a deep devotion to Mama Mary and love celebrating this. So mm-hmm. thought I would write a blog post about it because, yeah, mm-hmm. people just need to know more about it. So, yeah. Yes. yes. So good. So much truth in all of it that needs to be shared. <laughs> yeah, and I love that the nature of this blog post and everything that you just shared um, is very much, like, factual, like, Mm-hmm. laying out what this this celebration is what the dogma mm-hmm. means um yeah because like you said so many people don't know what it is that we're celebrating on the Immaculate yeah. conception I remember last year mm-hmm. um Luke and I went to his work winter party and we we're like mm-hmm. oh we went to mass this morning it was the piece of the Immaculate conception and it's in December and they were like yeah. isn't it kind of late to celebrate <laughs> that and we're like oh no it's not Jesus's conception. It's Mary's. <laughs> that would be late. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just so important yes. to, yeah, explain what this is mm-hmm. so that people know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think, like, even if people understand the facts, they might be like, oh, cool. 
but like why does that matter to me like yeah (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's it this dogma is so important because um god sent us the gift of mary to emulate like she is the perfect Mm -hmm. human being and um and to lead us to her son like that's all mary wants to do is lead us to her son saint maximilian colby has a great quote um what do you say like you should never be afraid of loving the blessed virgin mary too much you can never love her more than jesus did um Mm -hmm. and that's her purpose is to lead us to christ so she always points us to him and the immaculate conception like this truth reminds us of that so like this does pertain to you like each of us like this is important to our lives yeah i love that and i love like the beauty and the intricate design that god had created and like knowing that because of original sin, he was going to have to like fix this problem because he wanted to be back in union with us. And Mm -hmm, so in order mm -hmm. to do that, he like knew that he had to send his son down to earth. Mm. And so he like kind of, he planned in all of time to like choose Mary to be the one. Um, And like how important that is. And like the fact that like she was chosen from the beginning of time, but also like from the exact moment of her conception to be perfect and without fault Mm. for bringing god divine into this world Um, i just think that's just like so shows the beautiful or beauty of like the intricate love that god has and it's not only like okay cool god had that love for mary but like no that's the kind of love that he has for each and every one of us like Mm -hmm. he's already got these plans figured out for us like he already has all the details of our lives planned out and like he just really desires for us to trust in him in the way that she did and just give our yes in that as well yeah no that's beautiful to think about and yeah, as you were talking, just the intricate plan of our father and how Mary trusted that more than anybody. And I don't know, just like seeing her as our ultimate role model of a human being. Like, because obviously Jesus, like, is who we emulate, you know, and like, you don't, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people would be like, well, shouldn't you follow Jesus, not Mary? But like, mm-hmm. Mary was fully human, like, no divine, you know, <laughs> Jesus yeah. was also fully human mm-hmm. and divine. So. Yeah, so true. Mm, so but I love good. I I loved what you were saying, Josie, about how in order for Mary to have given a complete and total yes, mm-hmm. she had to be free from any stain of sin. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she our sins show our attachments mm-hmm. to these things that are less than God, right? Yeah. Um but Mary like, if she even had the slightest attachment to anything else, her yes wouldn't have been completely mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Yes. So true. Um, and something that helped me to understand this um, dogma, this feast, because um, we often talk about sin as a stain, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but one of the fathers of the church, and I can't remember exactly who, I think either St. Augustine or maybe St. Athanasius, or I don't know, one mm-hmm. of them. Um talks about original sin not necessarily as a stain but as a lack of grace mm-hmm. so adam and eve were created with the grace of original holiness mm-hmm. and then after the fall they lost that grace mm-hmm. so we saying that because we have they original... se- because they they decided to separate from god not because god um, right didn't want to give it to him so that i just Correct. Want to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right mm-hmm. they they made that decision that they wanted to choose something other than god mm-hmm. um and so they lost that state of original holiness they lost that mm. that grace um and so we are born 
um, without that grace of original holiness. Mm -hmm. And so when we are baptized, we receive sanctifying grace. Mm -hmm. So Mary being born without original sin, she was born with grace. So that's why Gabriel says, Hail Mary, full of grace. Oh, full circle. But, yeah, because she <laughs> she was given that grace. And I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, so Mary didn't need a savior. But yeah. there's this analogy that helped me a lot understand this. Um, so if I fell into a hole and Jesus helped me out of the hole, he's my savior after yeah. I've fallen, right? But if Jesus stops Mary from falling in the hole... He's still her savior. Mm-hmm. He still mm-hmm. he still rescued her. Um, yeah, but he just yes. did it preemptively, right? And yes. so that helped me understand a lot what we celebrate, like why this mm-hmm. is such an important dogma of the church, um, and how Mary, yes. as a creature, as a human being, still needed a savior. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because those um like those popular objections to the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. Um because that is mm-hmm. one of them. And um but yeah, it is like God saved Mary. Um mm-hmm. like he it's not like she didn't need a savior. No, she needs a savior just Can you hear me now? Okay, sorry. I got a phone. She needed a savior just as bad. No, I got a phone call like in the middle and I like stopped it. Anyways, so back to reality. Um, But yeah, Yeah. she needed a savior. um, And so God saved her like by anticipation. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. as you said, before the rest of humanity, like you could say he was the first, she was the first he saved. Um, But yeah, because like another, I mean, that I feel like was a popular objection. And then the other one is that, you know, because of Mary, Mary's perfect nature, like, doesn't that make her equal to God? Like nobody should be equal to God, but like that's incorrect logic as well, because um, it's not sin that makes us human. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause most of the angels in heaven never sinned. And the souls of the saints who are in heaven are also free from sin, but they're not God, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So just because like, you know, you don't have sin doesn't mean you're not human. No, she's fully human and desperately need a savior like the rest Mm -hmm. of us. Um, God just chose her. Like Kaylee was talking about earlier to bring, um, to bring his son into the world, you know? And so he saved her first. So true. I love that. And um, that kind of made me think about, even while I was reading this post, I was kind of thinking too, back to college, um, because I lived my senior year in an apartment with two Protestants and myself and one other Catholic girl. Mm -hmm. And I was growing a lot in my faith then. And I Mm -hmm. remember it was actually about the Immaculate Conception. And we had this heated debate at dinner one night (laughs) about it. And like these objections that you, we've already talked about, they definitely brought up, but I just remember, um, my the roommates that didn't believe like they just didn't think mary was a huge deal whatsoever yeah but, um they were just very confused about how this like dogma could be a thing like that was stated in 1854 and like yeah. how could this pope just like create this mm-hmm. idea out of nowhere um but it made me dig and learn and i realized that like dogmas actually weren't created really until the teaching was questioned and then there yes. needed to be a full clarification of what's going on. So it's like from the beginning of time, 
everyone believed it. It was a tradition passed down that like Mary was immaculately, yeah. Con- yeah. immaculately conceived. Um, but Pope Pius IX ended up in 1854 because people were debating like, okay, is this what happened? Is this not like he ended up having to come out and create the dogma that stated like the truth of the teaching that we now know today. Oh yeah. Um, no, it's important. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. That's, that's a great point. Cause I think a lot of people will question that. And it's Samantha when yeah. I was writing this post, I think you commented on that too, of how like making that clear because yeah, like you mm-hmm. said, Kaylee, it was always accepted as, you know, the truth and like tradition until someone questions it why do you need to say anything officially you know it's like same for like other teachings too um like for example like contraception you know like that was always Mm -hmm. seen like as an evil and stuff until society started doing it more and then pope paul the sixth had to come out and say no like contraception is very immoral is wrong like in all circumstances and he issued humane vitae which is an encyclical of the church um so yeah so like those like church teachings it's not like the popes just create them like they're in response Mm -hmm. to questionings of um, traditions and truths within the faith that have always been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you guys are pointing this out because I think, and especially Kaylee, your story of debating this with your roommates and having to go and do the research and learn the, Mm -hmm. learn the truth and how it's articulated um, because so often we have these questions. Sometimes these questions will just come up in our own hearts in our own thoughts. Like why does the church teach Mm -hmm. this or why do we profess this? Mm -hmm. Um, And something that I heard recently that really like (coughs) reassured me was um, I think it was Bishop Barron was saying the church has been facing these questions for 2000 (laughs) years. Mm -hmm. So like we don't need to freak out when we are asked these questions because we know that the, the church bases her teachings in truth. Mm-hmm. And um, St. Thomas Aquinas says that, uh, like, truth cannot contradict mm-hmm. truth. So it's not a matter of, like, freaking out that the church has it wrong. Yeah. These are just difficulties that can be answered. Like, we can yes. go do the research, find the answers, mm-hmm. and then be able to rest in the truth. Um, so yeah, I'm just glad that you guys pointed that out because mm-hmm. I think it's something that all of us in one way, shape or form are going to face in our journey of faith. So to know that we can find the answers, mm-hmm. we can find the truth. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. And I think part of, you know, being able to answer those questions when approached is becoming more informed ourselves and constantly learning and you know, diving deeper into the truths of the faith. And like, when we have a question like, Oh, why do we believe that? Like Haley, like you did, um, when you, when you were in college, look up the answer. Like, why do we believe that? Don't just be like, Oh, I don't know. And walk away. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like apathy, you know, like spiritual apathy. Mm -hmm. You can't have that, you know? Um, it's just like diving in. Uh, so I guess like from that, like, what are some ways we can continue to learn about the truths of the faith and mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like implement them in our Maryland lives? Yeah, I was kind of thinking um, like kind of how we've just been talking about Mary and how it just like, why wouldn't you want a relationship with her mm-hmm. if she's going to point us to her son? Um, 
So one thing I know, Josie, you kind of mentioned it already. It was like the Marian consecration. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know I've done it like so many times. I I'm not. I'm not like yet on a pattern of or, like schedule of doing it annually like I should be, but that's okay. But I've tried multiple different versions of yeah. it too. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just going to say like for my recommendation of like getting to know Mary better and like getting to know um, the truth and depth and beauty of the faith through her um, could be through a Marian consecration. And so typically these are rooted in St. Louis de Montfort's teachings. And if you're brave enough, you could try the original writings from him, which um, I have not been brave enough to pick up that book, but I've heard it can be a little bit like dense. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. there's three different versions that I've done in the consecration. One's called 33 Days to Morning Glory, which is just that little booklet um, that Father Gately does that most people are typically familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then two other ones that aren't nearly as familiar that I've done that like I really loved because I just went in so much deeper in a different way because um, mm-hmm. every one of them has been so good. Um, but one of them is called Totus Tuus um, and it's a complicated, <laughs> contemplative approach to total consecration to Jesus through Mary. Um, and this is by Father Nathan Cromley. And I remember that one being a very like I remember I think there was like some really cool um like reflections that like really took you deep into like your relationship with Mary. Yeah. And it was really cool. I loved that. Um, but then another one that I really, really enjoyed is preparation for total consecration to Jesus through Mary by father Hugh Galepsi, mm. uh, Galepsi, something like that. So those are like, yeah, kind of three different books that I would recommend if That's you haven't, cool. if you've already done one of them, try another version. Cause it's like goes deeper, but it's the same really being about 33 days I think for all of them so. yeah I've only done um I've done Louis de Montfort's and I've done 33 days but I haven't done those other two so maybe next yeah. year I'll try one of those you and, should. They're um, so good. yeah and if you, you will link these in the in the show notes so you can learn more and also like at the bottom of the blog post this week if you want to learn more like about Mary and consecration or, like I don't know what they're talking about um there's some resources yeah. down there to learn more about it um but something that, like, I was thinking as, you know, I feel like each week we throw out a lot of resources at you guys or just, like, for each other to, like, learn from. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get overwhelmed by, like, oh, my gosh, there's so many books I want to read and so many things I want to, mm-hmm. like, how would I possibly know which one to choose? And, like, something my brother, um, my bro- I have a brother that's a priest that he told me yesterday, actually, he's like, we need to pray for the right books to read. And I was like huh I've never like thought of like praying about what books to read but it's so true because like we pray for like to be led to read the right books like those form us right so Mm -hmm. we can't possibly read everything but like pray to the Holy Spirit to like guide you to the right books and pick the one where you feel most led so uh, I just want to throw Mm -hmm. that in there as I like throw more suggestions at at you it's like oh my gosh it's like 10 books i love that um that's great yeah so like i need to do that because i get overwhelmed a lot but um yeah i would just say like especially with a relationship with mary um the more we read about her the more you learn the you know the more you're gonna know her heart and know that um she just wants to point you to her son if you say that you know you're skeptical of mary it's that's totally fine, but it's probably because you don't know her or have a relationship with her or truly know her heart. So I would just um, say get to know her and then make a decision of whether you want a relationship with her or not. 
Um, and something, a book that I think is very, very good and kind of um, just goes in depth is called World's First Love by Fulton Sheen. Um, it's super eye-opening and profound and just, gosh, it like blew, blew my mind on so many different mm-hmm. levels. But um, yeah, so definitely do that. And I would say just like, people you look up to people you admire whether they're saints whether just they're just authors or whatever see if they've written anything about um mary and read their writings um or listen to podcasts of people you trust you know so just like get more information that's what i would suggest but yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love that i i just wanted to talk about the rosary mm-hmm. really quick mm-hmm. because i think it's such a beautiful way to spend time with Mary mm-hmm. um, in contemplation. And it's something that it's such a well-loved devotion in our church. Um, but to be honest, 97% of the time, <laughs> I have a hard time praying yeah. rosary. Like, I'll just be completely yeah. honest. Um, I really struggle. And I probably only for one season of my life have I felt like I've been able to fully invest and like really pray the rosary and not just say Mm -hmm. it um and so I just wanted to share a couple of things that have helped me throughout the years um because yeah it's one of those things where sometimes I get so frustrated I'm like I'm never gonna grow in holiness I can't even pray the rosary (laughs) um so yeah I just wanted to share some things because I feel like it's something that is so well loved and so well recommended Mm -hmm. to to pray but it's it can be really hard mm-hmm. um so one thing i just learned today i was reading story of a soul and um saint therese writes that she really struggled to pray the mm. rosary and um i was like really encouraged yeah. by that i was like all right she's a doctor of the <laughs> church so i'm not alone <laughs> um but she said that when she was really struggling she would just stop and like pray one our father and one hail mary slowly mm. and just like try to really pray those two prayers and be okay with saying, okay, today I was able to pray those two prayers well. Yeah. And like, that's okay. Um, So I guess just don't, don't work so hard and make yourself upset. Yeah. Like, don't be like, oh, that was a terrible decade. I didn't even meditate on the mystery Um, or like feel like you need to strain. Um, Scott Hahn recommends in his book, Signs of Life, just to focus on being with Mary and Jesus, Mm -hmm. just like allow yourself to be with them and allow them to lead you to meditate Mm -hmm. on the mysteries rather than like trying to focus so hard and then get frustrated about it. Just like allow yourself to be with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my last thing would be when you're not praying the rosary, like take some time to meditate on the actual mysteries. Like today, say today I'm going to read the Annunciation, and I'm just going to meditate mm-hmm. on that. And even if you feel like you know these mysteries, like the back of your hand, I can assure you that every time you go back and visit them again, there's going to be something new. Yeah. There's going to be something that the, the Lord wants you to see this time. Um, so yeah, if you don't know the mysteries, you can't reflect mm-hmm. on them as you pray the rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just it's an invitation to contemplate with Mary and so yeah just to be with her and to allow her to lead you I think I just wanted to say that because I know I really struggle with 
exerting a lot of mental energy and then that's like totally beside the point so now that's it yeah. those are great points and i i agree with you samantha and like i pray a rosary every day but i struggle a lot of days to pray it um i think because i i start thinking of too much as oh it's something i need to do and like check off my mm-hmm. checklist of prayer and rather than enter into um prayer with with jesus through mary you know um so no these are great suggestions and um very encouraging so thank you for saying that (laughs) well um transitioning here smooth transition into (laughs) (laughs) always the final part of our podcast and that is (laughs) (laughs) I'm always so awkward at this point. Um, what's what's a grace you guys have received lately? Encourage us here. <laughs> yeah. So last week was Thanksgiving. Well, when we're recording yeah. this, I guess I guess two weeks ago. By the time people yeah. hear this, um, but it was Thanksgiving, and Luke had the whole week off okay. of work, so it's nice. We were able to spend time together um we were able to see both sides of our families um and it was just a really it was a great blessing to have him home throughout the day and to just hang out and relax we both took a break from work and school Mm -hmm. um yeah it was nice to have extended time together that's awesome what about you kaylee Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also had a lot of time off and spending great time with my husband, which is awesome. Um, but also, I feel like I had some really good intentional prayer time, too, over the past, I don't know, mm. week or two, which has been good because sometimes in the busyness of life, mm. it gets kind of hard um, to yeah. be super intentional about yeah. it. Um, and so I just kind of had this like moment of recognizing um, that like the beauty and the the depth of like how I get to walk with Mary um, this Advent because mm. yay podcast listeners I don't know I haven't announced on the podcast we yet, haven't announced but... it yet Kaylee no. <laughs> has some exciting news yes, yes. so fun <laughs> got a little baby on the way so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm so excited it's so, so good exciting yeah it's been so incredible but it's like so cool too to like walk with Mary through Advent yeah then, that's like awesome. I yeah, I don't know. I just kind of had this realization one day last week, and I was like, "Wow, like what an absolute gift!" Like this Granted, is what he was, she was feeling. Yeah, she was much closer to uh, the anticipated labor and delivery. Yeah, than I yeah. Am, but <laughs> it's still so cool, like the joyful anticipation of all of that, and like being able to enter into Advent in a whole different way, like with Mary, has been really such a grace. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's so beautiful. Much. Mm-hmm. yeah well Kaylee you were part of my grace this week <laughs> um I got to come home for Thanksgiving and spend yes. time with family um and yeah it was just it was just so needed and it's kind of one of those things where you you don't realize how much you miss it or how much you miss people like until you're back there and you're just like oh this is great I love it you mm-hmm. know um but yeah it was just it was just great to spend time with everybody with with Matt and Kaylee with my brothers with my friend my some of my mm-hmm. best friends um so yeah very very mm-hmm. thankful for the that that time so good 
And Josie did a photo shoot for us too. I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. So anybody that needs pictures, hit me up, you know? (laughs) That's a great job. Finds the golden hour light. (laughs) Yeah. It was like we went out on the golf course for like 15 minutes behind my house and just like taking pictures. But like the sun was setting. So it was like perfect timing. And I was like editing on the plane flight back. And I was like, oh my gosh, these pictures are great. I can't wait to send them. Yes. they're beautiful i saw a few today mm-hmm. and you. they're incredible yeah well, you know it was That's just all name. that that baby glow yeah <laughs> that's what it looked like actually <laughs> seriously no it was like uh, yeah great. somebody commented you're glowing and i started <laughs> laughing so hard it was like literally, literally yes <laughs> the sun is right behind my belly <laughs> yes it's great oh love it so good well mm-hmm. Shall we close in some prayer? Sounds yes. great. Sweet. Do you like to, Josie? I would love to. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. Here we go. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us to pray, quiet our hearts. We just thank you so much for this day, for this time together, for this podcast to whoever's listening, um, whoever you, you are calling us to touch their hearts and use us as an instrument to reach them. We just ask that you open their hearts tonight or today or whenever they're listening. Um, Mama Mary, help us to just grow in um, in relationship with you and understanding the truth of the faith um, in a deeper way. Help them to come alive to us, um, especially in just our relationship with you and know and trust that you always want to lead us to your son. Um, Holy Spirit, we ask that you lead us to the right books and resources that you want us to read to grow in intimacy with the Father and intimacy with you and intimacy with the Son. Um, And yeah, we ask this all through the intercession of our Blessed Mother um, and all the angels and saints. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Yeah. Well, we better, mm. we all better be, um, have some good books to read now. <laughs> we prayed <laughs> yes. for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so true. Love it. This is fun tonight, guys. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Talking about Mama Mary's Thank always you. a blast. Always. All righty. Well, we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Beautiful Depths podcast. If you love what we do, subscribe to our weekly newsletter by going to www.beautifuldepths.com slash subscribe. And don't forget to support us by rating us on iTunes. Until next week, stay holy, friend.